Hello and welcome to Morlocks, a Let's Experiment show about finding new homes for the lost and forgotten characters of Marvel Crisis Protocol. I'm your host, Lexa White, and this is the final episode of 2021. Uh, that also marks it as episode 52, which is kind of magical. I want to give a big thank you to all the people who have been supporting me since the very beginning, um, and the many people who have joined onto the train throughout the year for a wonderful, wonderful year, and just it means so much that you guys all enjoy this so much. My weird little corner of jank. Um, and to bring this year full circle, with me today is not only one of the people who helped me build this show in the very beginning of it all, but my very first guest. Jacob, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, Alexa. Pleasure to be back. Thanks for it's, having me. It's a pleasure to have you again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And congratulations on a full full years of episodes. That's, that's a real achievement. Yes. So congratulations. Um, I put it up there with the fact that you invited me onto the Illuminati this year. <laughs> yeah, that, that was good fun. I enjoyed doing that. Yep. Um, so just a slight disclaimer, just for everyone to know, uh, for all the episodes in, in December, but maybe most notably it will be this episode, because I don't know what the future brings. We are pre-recording this, so I don't run into people's holiday schedules. Um, so we are still in November at time of recording. Just about. Nearly December. Nearly. We're getting there. But we're not quite there. But yes. Um, Jacob, for those who somehow may not know you, would you mind introducing yourself? Sure. Uh, my name's Jacob. I play out of the UK uh, in Brighton, just kind of south of London. Uh, I've got a couple of things going on online. I run the Xavier Protocols blog, and I'm on the Danger Room podcast. I also put together the Jarvis uh, calculator to run some dice maths. Uh, so some of the places you might have heard me or seen some of my work. Fantastic. Um, and as is tradition now, I must ask, what character do you want to see get put into Marvel Crisis Protocol? Well, it's the character which I've wanted since the inception of the game and since the spoiler, which is the only remaining spoiler in the core rulebook that they haven't come good on, uh, which is that there's going to be a Dark Illuminati. And I really want Emma Frost from Dark Illuminati. She's my probably my favorite character from the Marvel Universe. Uh, with the one proviso that I do not want her in a ridiculous outfit. I want her in, in something that uh, you know, some, a real person would actually wear. That's the, um, the, on the model. I... I am in the more midpoint on the outfit white line. Um, this is something I will have mentioned in a recent episode as well. Um, but I want them to do the like open suit jacket with the corset. So it's like you get the respectableness, but you also still get some of that like wear comic book character vibe. Uh, I quite like the um, sort of the long flowing robe over sort of the the clavicle neckline with like the trouser um, or pants, I guess you guys call them. Yeah, um, very fair. I, I quite like that. Very fair. There, there are many respectable options for Emma Frost, none of which are from the 80s. <laughs> there were some bad ones in the 90s too, actually, thinking about it. Oh, yeah. No, no, it's... There were also some bad ones in the 2000s. No decade yep. is immune from bad costume design. It's just, they've been pulling from the 80s. Um, that being said, who did you bring for us to talk about today? Well, given that I don't have Emma Frost to talk about, uh, I brought the other very psychic-focused mutant in the form of Jean Grey. Yeah. Uh, and this is... Partly a little uh, a little nod to Sploosh, my co-host on Danger Room, who uh, really, really, really wants to like Jean Grey, but can't bring himself to. <laughs> and I am a lot more positive on Jean Grey than most people. Um, but also, that's just kind of my MO, so what else is new? <laughs> that's, yeah, that's fair. That's, yeah, that's true. Um, I think she is really interesting in a lot of really weird lists. Um, I run her in my death and taxes strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, just because when your opponent finally spends four power for their pull, um, you can just spend two power and say no. Yep, I can see that. And it's very evil and very fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but she is natively in home in the Uncanny X-Men, so we will not be talking about her there today. Um, but yeah, she's she has a mystic attack, she has a physical attack, she has a throw, she has a push. This shouldn't, like, some of this may be a little overcosted, but the, she gets the extra power gen, so like, there's nothing inherently awful about her. Yeah, she she starts with two power, and um, she has sap power on her range four five dice builder. Um, so she can be flooded with power. I think what a lot of people, when they look at her card, I think they just wish that that builder was a six dice range four builder, you know, like a Modok or like a Scarlet Witch, but without any of the dice mods that they get. Yeah. Um, and then she has a three four five stat line. Yep. With six health. And six and seven health, respectively, so 13 total, which is a chunk of change for health. Yeah, uh, having that, that flip side going up seven is pretty good. Mm -hmm. So are there any places that jump out to you? So that... there's only really one that I, that I think uh, is like a really neat fit, and I'm quite excited to see what else you throw at me, because I think you're... Uh, brilliant at uh, throwing things at people that they're not expecting. And the one that is the obvious fit to me is Convocation. She's got mm -hmm. that psychic attack. She's got that five mystic defense. So when you're on the um, Ironbound Books turn, she's uh, going against a good defense and it's mitigating her weakest defense. There's a whole load of synergy there. Oh, yeah. And then they can often be quite attrition focused, uh, that, that team, that Convocation team. Mm -hmm. And so being able to have that control denial, I think that she's got quite a natural home there. So, I mean, that, that's, I think, our fallback position if we can't come up with anything better. Yes, uh, but I want to talk about a team that doesn't like getting moved around and doesn't mind the control denial, which is Criminal Syndicate. Okay, yeah. Pitch me Criminal Syndicate then. Um, I think there is a style of playing Criminal Syndicate where you play super aggressively on your positioning and use Jean Grey to prevent uh, your characters getting pushed or advanced. And you play like Jean Grey as like, a mid-to-backfielder that is supporting the fact that you're winning the points anyway because you're double-scoring them. I can see that. I guess the counterpoint to that is she can only be in one place. So you're only, I mean, typically Criminal Syndicate, they'd be wanting to play something like Fisk or uh, Terrigen Cloud, mm -hmm. where she can only be on one side of the board. Do you think maybe you have to alter your secure selection? I guess she'd be pretty good on Gamma. Yes, for, she, she's yeah. very good on Gamma. Um, a little bit slower for a Criminal Syndicate list, but I would also point towards Intrusions as being a fun place for her. Hmm. And does intrusions make criminal syndicate roster in the new world with the with the new crisis, the new five scoring crisis, the one with all the S's in the syndicate syndicate? That and I think yeah. she can cover like three of those. So I, I agree. So I think that's good. What I'm saying is, is there space for intrusions in a criminal syndicate roster? I I, I don't know. Good. I have not explored it extensively. Yeah. I feel like they're because they're kind of a tempo team, aren't they? They're mm -hmm. wanting to get up on VPs and score as many VPs as quickly as they can before you can phase their characters. That's kind of their game plan, yeah. typically. And, and you're right; the anti-control is going to play into that because they're going to be able to score more VPs. Mm -hmm. But I think do you not? Yeah, you, maybe you're more wanting. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I can see where you're going with that. I just mm -hmm. wonder. I think so. You, I think if you were doing that, you'd be looking at Gamma and you'd be looking at um, the new. F shape, whatever it's called. The yeah, uh, superhero Six scoundrels. One. Yeah, that one. That one. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess that's kind of the beginnings of a team there. So that's interesting. Um, I had a couple of other thoughts just to kind of uh, avenues to explore. Um, if we're making Jean as our main focus, then things that pump her attack dice seem to be maybe a good thing for her. So getting her up to six or seven attack dice on that builder, on that range four builder, to make sure she's got the power to then do all the cool stuff she wants to do. So there's a few characters that, uh, that help her with that. Now, Baron Mordo is one of them, but that's complications. We've already kind of touched mm -hmm. on that. Uh, Lockjaw is another one with uh, his interdimensional bloodhound. Yeah. So getting giving extra dice. And, of course, there is Big Daddy Thanos. You are missing one that I was going to bring up with his affiliation. Ooh. Go on then. Craven the Hunter and the Spider Foes. 
See, I never think about Craven, but okay, cool. Talk me through why you think Craven's going to work well with her. Uh, so it's it's Craven. I enjoy more than Lockjaw personally because he's basically more aggressive Lockjaw rather than supporting Lockjaw, but he still does the extra dice. Yep. Um, and he does. Um, and he also makes it so that you can kind of lock down a character into a single position because they don't want to be moving around taking the pinks of damage from Craven, and that just leaves them sitting ducks for some boosted up mystic attacks from Jean Grey. Um, and then she also has a very solid throw that people will want to avoid because it's a size four medium throw. Yep. It's pretty good. And then just spider of in general, it's, it's boosting her attack dice innately without necessarily boosting them because you are taking away... Well, you're not rolling more successes. You are taking away your opponent's success. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. That leadership that might help with her power generation now that it's free and she's not having to spend to maybe get one back. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. I think I think I'm, I'm kind of liking the vibe of that. Mm-hmm. Um, much in a similar vein, but maybe a little bit too expensive, is X-Force. Uh, what, with Cable pumping, pumping her up? Yeah, Cable, you get the re-roll each turn, and then you also give her extra defense dice so that her three physical defense is not bad, and then suddenly yep. she goes up to a, like a seven mystic defense if you need it. You've then got two range four, five threat attackers, and I, yeah. I don't know if I like that structure yeah. of composition, though. As I said, it may be a little bit too expensive, too. That's mm. ten threat right there. Um. I also want to talk about a potential splash into any roster at this point. Big Daddy D. Yep. Yeah, I, I guess stopping him from being pushed around, that would that would work well. Uh-huh. And also turning her up to three power turn rather than two power turn suddenly means she always gets a throw or always gets a push. Yep. Yeah, even if you even if you dice say no, you can still double or you can double move because mm-hmm. she's a flyer, so she's got good mobility. Yep. Yeah. All right. Okay. So I think we can probably put Dormammu on the side as as a as a potential. Let's add him in a bit later, maybe. Yeah. And then um, go ahead. I don't know. I'm, I'm, oh, you got another one for me? I thought I was going to have to start making choices. <laughs> I always have too many weird ideas. Um, but also, I think she's pretty solid in A-Force. Um, yeah, again, it's going to help with her power. I, I think you've got a similar kind of problem there mm-hmm. uh, in that you have got... You're probably looking at She-Hulk then. You've got that 11 threat core. If she was affiliated, which I know would invalidate her for the purpose of this, and she was able to carry She-Hulk, yeah, I think that would be really strong. But it's um, the thing with A-Force that I have found just through personal exploration is A-Force is one of those affiliations where at low point values I'm willing to go leaderless and still take advantage yeah. of their very good team tactics cards. Yep. But, uh, the trouble is she doesn't benefit from them. She doesn't benefit from them, but the likes of Shuri and Akoi and uh, even the likes of uh, Medusa just positioning for her are all great things that she would not mind. I mean, I, there's uh, there is one she benefits from, isn't there? The um, the defense buff one because mm-hmm. you just add up how many she can benefit from that, which I guess could boost up her physical defense. Mm. I don't know. Uh, I feel like if you're going low threat, though, are you going to squeeze in a five in the form of Jean? I mean, maybe you can kind of a wide sort of guardian style of lots of little things and then a big thing. But then I feel like that's diminishing her purpose. Her mm-hmm. purpose, yeah, the more I think about it, the, with the with the shield mind stopping someone getting pushed, that's much better on She-Hulk than it is on Okoye. Yeah, especially but if I, it's, I, like, attached to an attack. Well, it, it would have to be attached to an, uh, a mystic attack, but, like, if you manage to stop that Ebony Ma from advancing her, and then she gets to advance on Ebony Ma, that's that's a good day. Well, even uh, I, I'm thinking stopping things like web lines. Those yeah, are the, those are the things that she really hates because it's not an attack, so she doesn't get that uh, that yeah. move off it, mm-hmm. or uh, a, a mind gem or something. Yep. 
So yeah, and maybe Okoye was a bad example because you often don't want Okoye to be moved off from bodyguarding everybody. So yeah. maybe there's a, that's actually pretty good. So maybe there are some a bunch of good characters who none of whom you want to move around. And then uh, finally, I just think new guardians are really solid. Yeah, I guess the issue she's got there is she's competing with Angela. So you've always got to look at the opportunity cost of why am I taking Jean over taking Angela? Mm-hmm. Um, and again, you probably ideally you want to take them both to stop Angela getting pushed around. And then suddenly we're looking at what's that at least? I guess that fits 15 because you can take a Star Lord or two, Angela and Jean. And I guess that's, a, that's yeah. actually maybe not a bad 15. Mm-hmm. Mm. But again, lots of options. Is there one that jumped out to you? Uh, I think I quite like to explore the spider foes one. Mm-hmm. Craven Hunter. So let's get let's get Craven and Mister Green Goblin in there. As a kind of starting gambit. Yep, that sounds good. And then, who is the next spider foe you look at? Uh, I think you've got to have Ock in there uh, for well they plans. I think yeah. if you're taking Green Goblin Spider-Foes, you've got to have Doc Ock in there. He was an old favourite of mine. I was championing him right back at the beginning of the game, so he's he's probably my next one in the list. He is still the spikiest character in the game, I think. Yep, I think that's true. Um, we talked about Craven uh, for some synergy there, so, mm-hmm. uh, so we'll have Craven as well. Yep. Uh, and uh, I do love... <laughs> Do you want to take Venom and Carnage? Maybe you take both. Just Maybe. have options. A Venom I mean, that has doesn't get moved around seems scary. <laughs> yeah, well, Carnage that doesn't get moved around. A great thing against Carnage is to move him around. So maybe that's um, maybe that's something to to, to look at. Mm-hmm. But then I think we're looking at some quite high high build um, numbers here for what our sort of ideal team is, because I think we're looking at. Probably four spider foes plus Gene is kind of going to be typical. Going that sort of five, but then yeah. maybe you can lean heavily into the attrition and and uh, maybe we want to go more, um, you know, alien ship scrolls. Mm-hmm. Go narrow, go tall. Um, use Goblin's leadership and not worry about Ock. Maybe have Ock there with the card. Now we've got ten for if someone forces like cubes on us and we want them to drop them all. Yeah, that um, that is always useful. Um, maybe that. That's plan A. Plan A is go tall, narrow, and beat people up, which Spider-Foe is pretty good at. Yep. So, yeah, and I think maybe that's our, our design philosophy for the list. Yeah, very cool. Um, and if we're going tall and narrow, um, there is a two-pointer I want to talk about who is very fun at beating people up. Um, is it Nebula? N- not this time, but she is in the conversation. Yeah, I think I'd, I think Nebula would be might, might be my first choice. But are you gonna are you gonna suggest Rocket? I was going to suggest Bob. Huh. Uh Okay. Talk me through it. Um. So the thing that I have found with Bob, um, is when you need one, he is he is an annoyance in in an attrition matchup. Um. He is an, a piece that your opponent has to answer at some point. And makes their, like, target prioritization really weird. Because of his butt how on the flip side. Mm-hmm. Um, and then his, for his excessive violence, it's, I have found the big rocket is not the thing you really care about. It is the two damage to everyone within two that you really care about. And in an attrition matchup, guaranteed two damage on an attack on multiple people is very solid. I guess if they're all clumped up, um, but yeah, that's one attack in the game. I wonder, does Nebula add more? And she's kind of playing to that. She, again, gives you um, activation priority issues mm-hmm. because or do I leave Nebula? So if you if you don't have priority, do I, do I take out Nebula, who's not scoring any points? Or do I leave Nebula, who then goes and takes out one of my characters who's scoring some points? So it, it's a really tough decision, um, I think. So I... Um, I'm not sure about that one. Put, mm-hmm. put, put a pin in that and come back to it. Uh, it might be that we don't need a two at all, the way we're building the list. Mm-hmm. Um, so currently I have six characters in here. Jean Grey, Green Goblin, Craven, Dark Ock, Carnage, and Venom. Yep. 
Um, there is a character that we talked about earlier who I think is a very good splash in the spider Fest, which is Bear Mordeaux. Yes. Yeah, when would you take him over Craven? Um, I would take him on, well, one, Demons Downtown. Um, but it's, I would take him alongside a Doc Ock more often than, more often than a Craven because he gives more to the, because of my play style, he gives more to the big spiky role than the, um, consistency boost across multiple characters, if that makes sense. And yep. why not play bolts in a list? Because uh, you can do Green Goblin, Craven, uh, at high point value, you could do like a Green Goblin, Craven, Doc Ock, Mordo, and Jean Grey. Mordo, Doc Ock. Um, Maybe I, I think I got uh, that math uh, wrong. Maybe. I... Yeah, well, maybe. Math is hard. Maybe high, maybe high threats, though. Aren't you leaning more onto your chunkier spider face characters? We're thinking about Carnage and Venom and Doc Ock. And so 19 of um, Doc Ock, oh, sorry, uh, Green Goblin, Carnage, Venom, and Gene. That's a four wide 19 that really yeah. dishes out some pain. Very fair. But... Hmm. So maybe then, maybe what we need is something to go to 20. Mm -hmm. So how do we do that? We could have, that's what, eight, so we need nine. Oh, I wonder, do we need another another three? Like, I guess that could be Mordo then. So then you could have drop the two fourth fret beaters for three threes. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't love that. I don't love that. Maybe we need... No, there's no five threat affiliated spider foe, is there? Well, then maybe we go back to a conversation we were having not that long ago about uh, a big daddy D. Yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, okay. Let, let's explore that. So, what does that look like? So, we've got Dormammu and Jean for thirteen. So, mm -hmm. what we're saying, we're playing from on twenty. So, we're we're playing Alien Ship is the only twenty crisis, isn't it? I uh, no, there are plenty of other twenty crises because that's also Terrigen Mist and the new uh, Scoundrels. Yep, 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 yep. Of course. Um, and I think actually there's a discussion to be had, a, a thought sort of circling back now. We've got some space in our roster, and there's a lot of overlap between spider foes and criminals. Yes. So we could build like a dual aspect roster mm -hmm. where if we get extract, if we get given, if we like the extract more than the secure, then we go spider foes. And if we like the secure more than the extract, then we go um, criminal, criminal syndicate. Let's see. It's because we already have two criminal syndicate members and a character I splash in criminal syndicate super often. Um, because I love to splash Green Goblin, uh, not Green, a uh, Doc Ock in criminal syndicate. For well laid plans. Yeah. Just giving criminal syndicate nice well laid plans is dirty. Yep. And Kingpin is a spider foe, so yes, he he's is. another four. So. I think that has got a relatively low opportunity cost. We're kind of heavy on the fours. I don't think we've got space for any more fours in there. But I kind of like that. And then that gives us options of going both ways. Yep. Maybe we need a few more, two more criminals then to fill out the um, fill out the roster. Yes. And we were talking about a two-point discussion. And now that we have, are talking about Criminal Syndicate, let's talk about the newest two-pointer, sort of, Bullseye. Yep, I can see that makes a lot of sense. He's got some some decent damage. He can you know, run in and ping a final damage to take a model to dazed or someone that's been field dressed, take them down again for guaranteed. Yeah, uh, I, I think I like that. And he allows us to, he gives us some breathing room in our points values on Criminal Syndicate side to fit Gene in because he's only a two-pointer. Yep, so I think we probably want a three. Mm -hmm. To go four three two as a base for criminal syndicate and have that as an option. Yep. And what three do you like in criminal syndicate? Hmm. Because um, well, we already have a three in there because we do have Craven yeah. the Hunter. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I tell you who absolutely wants to be in this roster is Black Cat. Very fair. Yeah, she's so good. How how was she not a spider foe? Um, how because she's a web warrior. I mean, I guess you could definitely make an argument for both, but you've got to draw the line somewhere. And I guess they said it's a bit weird to have someone in the affiliation and in the affiliation that they're up against. I can... Venom's already there. Uh, that's true. You're you're not wrong. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I th- okay, I th- so it's. Do we I... need Dormammu then? Is the question? So I'm looking at now. We've got nine in there, and yeah. Dormammu would be the tenth. And that just puts a little bit more pressure on the tactics cards. And there's yeah. some really good, um, like, character-affiliated tactics cards. Yeah. So there's a lot of... I'm... I think we leave yeah. Dormammu to the side. I think we have... Maybe we pull him back in a bit later. Yeah. But just looking at the affiliated characters left, um, I want to talk about someone who kind of works in both as well. How do we feel about Taskmaster? Yeah, I used to play him a lot in Criminal Syndicate. He used to be my go-to. I used to think he was like the second character on the roster after Kingpin. Um, I've kind of moved away from him a little bit. But uh, I guess, what have we got in the way of threes? We've got three threes who are all affiliated to Spider-Foes. I think probably you'll make a compelling argument for... Doc Ock, Craven, or Black Cat over Taskmaster pretty much all the time. Very fair. So, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure about that. I think we might be thinking about um, out-of-affiliation characters. Yeah. Um. And so I have to bring up the true secret kingpin of Criminal Syndicate, Mr. Ant-Man. Yeah, I like Ant Man and Criminal Syndicate. I think that's it's it's cute and good, and it's a lot of fun. And he is a thief, so it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, just trying to think. He's not gonna. He's gonna play in your Criminal Syndicate, isn't he? He's not really adding much to Spider Foes that you've not got somewhere else. I guess it's another three. I think we need to do a little bit of number building to yeah. to see where is is a three threat what we need in the roster, or is it like I don't know. Should we should we be thinking about six threats? What's the what's the gap? So let's do a little bit of let's do this. Gene's going in every list, right? Yep. So at fourteen, we can yep. play uh, Criminal Syndicate. We can play Jean Grey, uh, Kingpin, Craven, and Bullseye, or Jean Grey, Kingpin, Bullseye, and Black Cat. Uh, so you got a choice there. Yeah, I don't hate that at fourteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I'm pretty happy with that. And you can change change that into an unaffiliated or leaderless with changing Bullseye and Kingpin both into threes. Uh, yep. What about uh, if we wanted Spider Foes at fourteen? We're looking at looking at for nine for Goblin and Gene. So we've got what? Well, I've only got five left, which I guess is Bullseye and a three. Yes, but does not make an affiliation. Because. Uh, Bullseye's not a spider foe. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we can't play it affiliated. At 14, but 14 is always kind of a sticking point. Yeah. Um, you could play the sort of both affiliate, the sort of, technically we're not spider foes, but we have a lot of spider foes members team of a like Bullseye, Green Goblin, Dark Ark, Jean Grey. Yeah. Uh, I think you're foregoing a lot, not getting a leadership and not getting access to them. Some of those tactics cards, though. So, well, you you still get all the criminal syndicate tactics cards, but then you also get well laid plans at fourteen. Oh, uh... Uh, no, you're right. Oh. because Dark Ark is not criminal syndicate. That was no. me. Yep. Uh, so I think maybe we're. So what can we do to patch a hole? At 14, if we're wanting to go attrition-focused 14. Um, five, nine, I don't eight, think there's a way eight. for us to be able to go Spider-Foes affiliated at 14. Maybe you just pack it full of characters with good cards then. Uh, yeah. So you take Carnage and Venom and Gene and just go, oh, I'm just going to punch your face really, really, really hard. Yeah, that that um, could work. Um, I mean, I thought that's on a senator. 
or it's on swords. So you're playing one of those two crisis. And I think senator beating people up who've got senator seems good. Yeah. Um, especially because they tend to run away. And with Jean's uh, matter transmutation, she can pull them back in after they've run away. So yeah. she seems pretty good for that. And then I don't think we'll ever play Thor at 14. Because I think Thor is a uh, thing that is coming down. Because I, I think we'll want secures. Most uh, of the time. I don't know. I think it's going to depend on the matchup. Uh, I think there'll be times when you want to force in a, a, a slow attrition game uh, mm -hmm. into, I don't know, Web Warriors maybe. Yeah. But it's, it's. I think the matchups where we would want extracts are not the matchups where we would see sword base on the other side of the table, which means we're probably losing. <clears throat> uh, well, it's also, it's also true with the new rules that if we're not running it and we're not going to, and we're choosing extracts, then um, they would have to, you know, I suppose we can always, yeah, so if we're not running it in our secures and we don't want to see it, we can always choose secures. Yeah, yeah. that that check out, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, and if we do end up seeing it because we want it, we lost the die roll, then we're choosing a point value not of 14. You got it. Okay, so we just don't have sword in our secures and we don't have to worry too much about sword 14. And senator's 14, I think, is fine you just go and beat people up with a whole bunch of parties and characters yeah so who is that that is uh gene carnage venom that's what that's uh nine ten that's 13 man that doesn't fit um do we need another five threat then do we need like an angela to go in there and go gene angela carnage and just really go to town can you imagine that into like a like a sam's family That'd be fun. <laughs> yeah that that is certainly that is certainly an option um, let's go up the threat value and see if there's other holes yep. first. Um, so at 15, we get Green Goblin, Gene, Craven, and Dark Ark. Cool. Uh, Craven could be Black Cat, but sure, yep. Uh, that's spider Foe's affiliated. Um, and Black Cat yeah. is not a spider Foe. Correct. Ah, uh, yeah. Cool. Yep. Uh, but then we also get the... Kingpin, Jean Grey, Green Goblin, Bullseye, or Kingpin, Jean Grey, Craven, Black Cat? Craven, Black Cat, Bullseye. So what was that? Kingpin, Jean, Bullseye, and... Green Goblin. Green Goblin. Uh, how do I feel about that? So we're, we're talking 15 here. So this is Gamma or Herb is one of the crises. Mm -hmm. Herb, I think, is fine... Uh, that's, uh, I think if it's Herb, you're probably leaning into the spider phase, aren't you, to get the more more attrition focused? So yep. we're looking at uh, Gamma. Gamma, you would play Chrono Syndicate, absolutely. <clears throat> so you want pieces that are durable and are going to stick around. So yeah, can't begin. Oh, yeah, it's tricky. Mm. I do like that Green Goblin Bullseye team for um, Gamma, just because you can set Bullseye on that back point, and then have... goes in the middle. Hmm? I guess Kingpin. Yeah, Kingpin in the middle. Yeah. You have Green Goblin being the kamikaze in the back point just to cause trouble because once he flips, he can take out. Because you're forcing four wide at 15. So you have a shot at having priority, a good shot at having priority when Green Goblin flips to destroy whoever's sitting on that back point. And if you don't, I guess Gene can start being a you know, control piece, moving things around. Mm-hmm. Actually, dazes, dazes one thing and moves another one away. Last activation gene. Yeah, that, that seems okay. Okay, I, I can buy that. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm relatively happy with that team. Yeah, and then we get the big... 16 is where we really get Spider-Foes going because it's Green Goblin, Jean Grey, one of our threes and one of our fours. And we have a lot of options there. Yep. Uh, yeah, Green Goblin, Jean Grey. So you've got Ock if it's... Um, if you want to have... Uh, well, they plans. I yeah, Carnage and Venom is your four options. Yep, yep, yep. I'm pretty happy with that. I think that, that that's a good team. What about on the Criminal Syndicate side? What uh, got? we get Jean Grey, uh, Kingpin, Green Goblin, and one of our threes. So a choice of Black Cat or Craven. Yeah. Um, what about then? We've got a slot spare. What another option is to take. Uh, Kingpin, Green Goblin. No, uh, not Green Goblin. Kingpin, one of our threes, Bullseye, Gene, and another two. So someone 
Uh, and Okoye is relatively defensive. She's not bad in criminal syndicate. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's pretty good everywhere. But when now with the new Okoye, you got to think: when do I want her to be defensive and, and tanky? Um, mm-hmm. And so that's not awful. Or Toad's another option that can be really good in criminal syndicate. The other because... option, if we want to go a little towerthy and go big, we could instead go for a uh, Kingpin Jean Grey. Craven and Modoc list. <laughs> and then there's the five threat that we've uh, we wanted for um our beat our Smash Face 14. What would that be? Jean Grey, Modoc, and Carnage. That would be hilarious. Yeah. Or I guess you could go Venom. And Venom, maybe Venom with Lethal Protectors keep Jean alive. That actually works quite nicely. And then yeah. Modoc is affiliated, so you can bring him in at some of these awkward point values for Criminal Syndicate. Yep. Okay. We're adding Modoc to the list, and it's your fault. <laughs> I I am not as Modoc opposed as I used to be. The slap on the uh, wrist helped. Yeah, yeah, and you don't see him as much as you used to. That's yeah. True. He's he's not end all be all character of this game anymore. Okay. So let's add, add Modoc and keep going up. I think it's going to get easier, not harder. Yeah. Uh, so, seventeen. Did we, did we do sixteen spider foes? Yes, we sixteen spider foes had all the options. Oh yeah, that was easy. Yeah. Okay. So seventeen. This is where it really gets cooking, isn't it? So we get uh, Green Goblin, Jean Grey, and Double Four and Spider foes. Yeah, I really like that. I think that's a great team. Carnage, Carnage, Venom, uh, Green Goblin, Jean, and I guess you could bring in Kingpin if you wanted to. Uh-huh. But I think that's, that, that's going to be a fun team to play. Or you can play the Green Goblin, Jean Grey, Craven, Dark Ark, Bullseye team. Or now we've got Modoc. Does that, does that fit? So, uh, so that is that is Spider Foes affiliated, and then you yep, go yeah, over yeah. to your Criminal Syndicate stuff, and you have uh, your four wide with Jean Grey, Kingpin, Modoc, and one of your threes, or your five wide where you turn Modoc into. One of your threes from Spider Foes and Bullseye. Yep, I like that. I think that's that. that you got good options there. I like probably five wide at seventeen for Criminal Syndicate is a good spot to be in. Mm-hmm. So being able to get a five threat character in there and still be affiliated, yeah, I think that's good. And then at eighteen, you have Green Goblin, Jean Grey, one of our threes, one of our fours, and Bullseye. Just, sorry, just go back to the Criminal Syndicate 17. You've got to play Doc Ock with that, haven't you? Oh, no, you can play Craven. You have yeah. you have still got options. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can play yeah. Craven Black Cat and be super affiliated. Yeah. You can, uh, which can help out with we're going to consider all according to plan. Yeah. Okay, yep, good. I'm happy with that. I think that's got nice options there at 17. Mm-hmm. Uh, then at 18, you have that Green Goblin, Jean Grey, one of our threes, one of our fours, and Bullseye for Spider Foes affiliated. Or you could... No, you can't, yeah. Yep. Or you uh, go Green Goblin, Jean Grey, Craven, Dark Ark, Black Cat. Ooh. And all the threes. And I can see that. Yeah? Yeah? I can see there might be a crisis where you really want that, where there's like a bunch of extracts. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, you want Doc, you want well, they plans, and you want the the insurance policy of Black Cat. Yeah, and then or on... maybe you're expecting them to bring bring a big character that Black Cat can uh, can stagger a lot. Yeah, and then on the Criminal Syndicate side, you have Kingpin, Jean Grey, uh, Green Goblin, and then one of your threes and Bullseye. One of threes and Bullseye, or you can go. There you can bring in Modoc, can't you? You can go yes. Gene, Modoc, Bullseye, uh, Goblin. That that sounds like quite a fun team yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, on an eight, that's that's what eighteen. Yeah? yeah. So I can see that on uh, Mutant Madman, where you got two sides and you put like um, your two psychic beaters, one on each side, supported one by Goblin, one by Kingpin. Yeah. Um, I can see that. Mm-hmm. The so other that option is you get this really interesting one of. Kingpin, Jean Grey, Venom, Bullseye, Black Cat. Kingpin, Venom, Bullseye, Black Cat. Why do you think that's interesting? Um, it's on your if you're if you're playing like hammers and something else, 
and 18 is the point value. Yep. Um, I think Venom is very scary as a, I count as two, so you must displace me somehow. I have Jean Grey to keep me in place, and now you must attack me, which I'm going to attack you back with a hammer. I can see that, but if your hammers aren't you more likely to be leaning towards spider foes for their extraction shenanigans? It maybe, mm, maybe yeah. Okay, it's still an option. It's not a bad option. I like yeah. the way you're thinking. And, okay, and up to nineteen, we go even even more options. Which um, is good because nineteen is quite a common threat value. Yeah, nineteen pretty common nowadays. Yeah, I get played a lot, so having that as a good option is is strong in your roster building. Uh, so we have Green Goblin, Jean Grey, Craven, Darkhawk, Carnage, or Venom. Yeah, know. or Kingpin. Uh, sure, I think probably you're leaning on the on on the more attrition focus characters, but yeah. Or you um, can run it: Green Goblin, Jean Grey, Carnage, Venom, Bullseye. Oh, I quite like that because yeah. Bullseye can hang back, and then everyone else is getting sort of stuck in. Yeah, good options. I like both of those. And then you also have um, your like double threes and a four options in. Where it's like Craven, Carnage, Black Cat. Um, but I don't think those are as appealing. Yeah. Um, again, maybe you want to bring Black Cat Emperor to deal with a particular character. Yeah. Um, but then you have, on your Cronwell Syndicate side, you have Kingpin, Jean Grey, Green Goblin. Uh, and then you can and then you get one of your Inaffiliation 3s and then another 3. Mm-hmm. Or you can go, like, Carnage Bullseye. Or, and this one seems fun, Kingpin, Jean Grey, Bullseye, Black Cat, Modoc. Uh, I like getting the two two big head, the two uh, psychic attackers on the table. Uh, and I guess you could have Craven instead of Black Cat, but... Yep. Oh, man, Craven's pump up the dice on the people that they're unleashing psychic blasts into. I quite like that. Mm-hmm. Some serious attrition-focused uh, criminal syndicate there. Yeah. And then at 20, we get a list that I really want to play to be mean. Yeah. Green Goblin, Jean Grey, Craven, Dr. Octopus, and Modoc. That seems like a pretty good... Uh, pretty good. So it's what, five wide, yeah. Five wide at... 20 with while they plans options and pumping up dice on mystic attackers yep yeah i can see that mm -hmm. as well as you have like green gay uh green goblin jean gray one of your threes and two of your fours yep yep so again options options are always good yep and then you have a wealth uh you have uh kingpin jean gray uh, two of your fours and a three, or one, uh, two of your threes and a Modoc. Yep. Or you can actually have a six-wide list here if you need it, with Kingpin, Jean Grey, Craven, Doc Ock, Bullseye, and Black Cat. Yep. So having that option if you if you think you need to go wide, mm -hmm. maybe yeah on. Uh, alien ship and the silly sausages slipping silently, <laughs> whatever it's called. Yeah, scoundrels. So you want to cover, cover lots of bases. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, okay. So it turns out the gap in our roster was Modoc. Who knew? Yeah. Uh, I also think that he's got nice synergy with Gene in that uh, you really don't want Modoc to be pushed away. Yeah. Uh, so having them near enough each other, they can can affect each other like that, and then maybe they're double tapping. Against, so if you know that you've got someone who's bringing lots of characters with mystic weakness, uh, mm -hmm. or at least where tech doesn't work against mystic, that happens a lot. So yeah. okay, yeah, I like I like that. I think we're good good for characters now. Yeah, and that Modoc gene at nineteen, uh, a Modoc gene like pile on list at nineteen, where you're playing get uh, demons downtown, just does not seem fun for the opposing team. Yep, I I like that. Cool. So that's that's our characters. Now let's talk about crises. Yep. Um, Where do you start? Extractor secures. 
where do you want to start? Uh, let's start with extracts. And I think this wants to, like I say, sort of have good extracts for spider foes and good secures for criminal syndicate. Very fair. So, let's. Um, so I, I think we start with alien chip. I suspect so. Yeah, it gives us that twenty option. So, um, yeah, alien ship seems good. Mm-hmm. What is the next one you really look at? Uh, I mean, you've played a lot more of the well-laid plans than me, so I'm going to actually defer to your knowledge on this. <laughs> what do you reckon is the best crisis to play well-laid plans on? Uh, the best crisis to play well like plans on is going white on struggle for the cube. There we go. So cube goes in. Yeah. And um, we quite like the seventeen as well. So that's a threat value that we we had plenty plenty of good options at. Because mm-hmm. it's like it's already damaging them, so they're already weak. So you can sometimes also pop them with your well laid plans. Oh yeah, yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Okay. It cubes is in. Also keeps means that you can do a turn two well laid plans by just picking up one on each of. Uh, a pretty solid turn two and a half world laid plans, if not turn three, just by picking up a cube on each of Green Goblin and Doc Ock early in the game. Yep. Um, so then we've got one more extract. Uh, do we want the extract that plays like a secure since we do have Criminal Syndicate in our roster? can see that i'm just it gets played a lot and i, I want to play something else on this roster so no Very we're fair. not we're not taking the station um then the next one i want to ask about um is what do we think of mutant uh, senators didn't love our 14 options was the downside of that so if we're trying to force extracts and we randomly get that and then someone puts us into 14 i think for that reason alone i'm gonna have to say no very fair i'm just thinking now that we have that like gene modok carnage or gene modok venom team yeah maybe not the best yeah i mean i think then we can if we haven't got a 14 ourselves yeah unless they're bringing both 14s it means we can make sure we dodge 14 yeah maybe um we did like some of our 15s though our 15 felt a little bit easier to breathe on so how do you feel about hub oh i mean yeah with attrition teams which is what we'd be looking at having a lower model count can sometimes make it easier because once you days a piece suddenly there's a lot you know they they, they, want, they start going down there's a lot less chance for them to recover because all well, their models are gone they've only got like two or three left so i can see that mm-hmm. uh, and i i played herb back in the very different list than what we're creating but has some of the same like core ideals the Santa Spider First list. Yeah. Uh, and while you don't quite have as much reposition as Santa's gave you, you do still get Gene to reposition your herb carrier. Yes, that's true. Um, so I guess if you manage to get it there and they've moved them off, you could either stop them from pulling them off or move them back. Yeah, and you have a lot of shield, uh, you have a size three, a lot of size three characters to be your stand on the point people, which makes it harder for them to get you off the point. As yeah, well I... as you also have Dark Ark, who can pick up a herb to get the extra dice. Well, yeah, or Carnage or Venom. Yeah. They're all physical attackers. Mm-hmm. So we've got a few nice physical attackers. I think that's probably... And Craven as well. Uh, and Black Cat, even. Because uh, she's got a grappling hook. I think Black Cat is your best piece if you want to try and score it. Yeah. Um, and but... you can, if, if you're looking at an opposing team where scoring it would win you the game, you can also just pivot into the Criminal Syndicate strategy. Where they can, like, yeah. Black Cat can pick it up in the next turn, move it, grappling hook, and then if she has the power, pass it off to someone else who can keep moving it. Yep, I can see that. Uh, I don't think I would want to go in with that as my first game plan, but I think Black Cat's a solid character. Um, 
Yeah, okay. I think maybe Herb is, is not awful. It plays to the attrition and there's some synergy with Criminal Syndicate. So yeah, okay, let's go Herb. So now let's let's first talk about when we get into the Secures, the new boy in town at time of recording, super-powered scoundrels f- form Sinister Syndicate. Try saying that seven times fast. Yeah, um, absolutely. I think it's a show-in for Criminal yes. Syndicate. I think it's, it's second on the list, probably. I think there is one that's better for them. Uh, which would be Gamma Wave? Yeah, because yeah. what's better than scoring five in a round is scoring six in a round. Very fair. I have won out a game as Criminal Syndicate on turn two because of Gamma Waves. Yeah, uh, it can win games real quick. Yeah. Uh, Gamma Waves Cubes. Five round one, 11 round two. Ouch. Because Proxima Midnight went off and killed two people on her turn, and then uh, Marshall Powers a third person to death on their, on their activation. Yep, okay. Um, so we're two down. We only need one more secure now. Um, what do we got? I a, a quick comment on Superpower Scoundrels, though. Uh-huh. Uh, I think Dark Ark is going to be a secretly very good character on this scenario. I think I can see where you're going with it, but carry on. Because uh, he has his spender ignores cover. Yep. Uh, that, that That's true. Um... I thought you were just going to go kind of one on ones. Is kind of Ock can be annoyingly durable with a four three four stat line. Oh yeah. Um, so it's like and... he has that, but then when he wants to influence other places, he just uses his spender, and he does not get the disadvantage of the scenario that other people are having to deal with. Yeah, you're right. I think uh, arm laser is actually really good on that. And then if someone comes to try to contest his, he's got his throw to try and throw them off. Uh-huh. And uh, also, you and... can play Bullseye on it, who just generically ignores cover. Yep. Yeah, there's there's a couple of nice little bits of tech there, and you're probably wanting to go for wide criminal syndicates, so you'll want to be bringing Bullseye <laughs> on that to cover as many cover off as many of them as you can. Yep. Okay. Uh, I, I like that. Uh-huh. Um, so we need one more. And another classic uh, Criminal Syndicate one would be Mayor Fisk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's... But then we've got the option of maybe if Terrigen mists. I don't think we've got anyone who's immune to either of the conditions that are handed out, stun or poison. Let's double so, check. I can't see anyone that's got... No, so we, we've got no immunities to any of them. So it's kind of a which threat level do we prefer? Mm-hmm. The um, It's 16 for Fisk, isn't yeah, it? 16 or 20. I think we liked the 20 lists better than the 16 lists. Mm-hmm. Was that right? Yes. And I think also it's going to be a better... I think Poison is better than Stun for Jean Grey. Because while it's... Both of them mean she only gains one power a turn. Um, she can still build a bunch off of her builder. Um, yep. Compared to just building one off of her builder. Yeah, and that 20 uh, Criminal Syndicate team was able to fit Gene and Modoc in, and Gene and Modoc piling on one side, yeah, yeah. it's going to be painful. Or even spreading them on each side, you've got this, this huge turret. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that's good. Okay, so Terrigen uh, Mists then. Is cool. The third secure. So then let's start off with, uh, well, sadly we do not have someone to make Gene happen. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, quickly have talk about the other Jean Grey card for sure uh, I really like it I think it's great yes I completely played this one last time I played it because I did not understand what was going on with it so it's mental domination is the yes. card we're talking about um, and it's it's got a lot of text so it's easy to get wrong so Lexa why don't you run through so, how it should work uh, during their activation Jean Grey may spend three power to play this card it's also a Cassandra Nova card, but she's not here, so. Uh, choose an enemy character within three of this character. Advance the chosen character short. Then the character that played this card makes the above attack. When measuring range and line of sight for this attack, measure from the chosen character, not the attacking character. Add dice to the attack equal to the physical defense of the chosen character. You may reroll any number of opposing defense dice in the defense roll. There's so many things it's possible to get wrong in this. Yes. 
So you're going to move a character away, and then Gene is going to make an attack. So if it's Venom that you've moved away, for example, you don't get the um, you don't get to ignore modifying dice. Yeah. Uh, so it's Gene making the attack, but from the character that you moved. So they run away and punch their friend, or Gene punch Gene like takes them over their head and punches them, uh, and it gets extra dice. So it goes up from uh, it's a range two attack. It goes up from two dice up to well, whatever it is when you add their defense. So mm -hmm. probably like five or six dice so that's pretty decent but then you get to re-roll the opposing defense dice and opposing defense re-rolls are relatively uncommon yeah um and i'm just thinking of combining this with the spider foes affiliation to really screw over the defense dice if you need to yep you do the re-roll all and then some stuff comes up and then you re-roll one yep so yeah and i think it's a super fun card so let's get it in there I agree. I think it's probably going to be played probably every time, seeing as we're trying to showcase Gene. And then we talked about it already, so let's get well-laid plans in there. Yep. Uh, and I think we want the traps as well. Yes. Traps seem really good. It's one of the main reasons, one of the great, great things about spider foes. Sinister traps. Uh, just in case people don't know, do you want to tell us what that does? Yes. One second. Okay, I can, I've got it here. Uh, so Sinister Traps, uh, basically you're saying at the beginning of the game you put down a token and the first character to move within two of that token, you roll five dice and they take one damage for each uh, crit, wild or hit. So you're going to do, going, going, rolling five dice, sort of two or three is kind of typical damage and they get pushed short. That's really good on things like things that are on the middle line where most characters have to move twice to get there to interact with them. So you move, move again, get within two, get pushed away before you're able to uh, interact with it. And so now you can't interact with it and you've taken damage. So it's just it's just like, ugh, why, 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 why? On a uh, Tyrogen myth, that seems real annoying at times. Yeah. Yep. Just saying, yeah. I'm going to have one, yeah, I'll load one side, I'll put the trap on the other side, and then have one character who's going to run in and, and be annoying and contest it, so you've got to commit to it. Yeah. Um, yep. Now or on you the, just say, yeah. On the criminal syndicate, say, go ahead. No, because you can just say, well, if you're not going to go to that trap, I'm not going to go to that trap, and I've committed more to the other side. So. Yeah can dictate the shape of the game. So it's kind of a trap. Everyone knows it's a trap, but you have to fall into it. And maybe they've got a good character like um, Lizard or Deadpool or Wolverine or something who can heal up after their activation, but they're still wasting their activation, not doing very much. Mm -hmm. um, on the criminal syndicate side of things, we were talking about all according to plan. Uh, yeah, uh, I've had mixed experience with all according to plan. Mm-hmm. So I, I definitely maybe. I think the card that I would always take with Criminal Syndicate is Cruelty. Yes, I was going to bring that up. I have fallen in love with Cruelty. Like when we first saw it, it was like number three out of the Criminal Syndicate cards. But the more I've seen it, the more I like it. Yeah, so that one definitely goes in. And all according to plan, maybe goes in. But there's a bunch of really good uh, character affiliated cards that we need to take. Yes. So let's just let's just start going down this list. Um I don't think, as much as I want to get it off in a game, I don't think this is the list for Craven's card. Agreed. So then we have Lethal Protector to talk about. That goes in, I think. It's it's really good. Um, when you've got Jean, Jean can be weak to physical. I mean, she's not super weak. She's got three defense, but yeah. it's her weakest defense, and it just and it's Venom's strongest. Mm -hmm. uh, so. That seems like a really nice synergy. So yes, lethal uh, lethal protector goes in. It's probably going in every time you take venom. Yeah. Um. And then we have the two carnage cards. Carnage rules, and there will be carnage. Oh god, I always get these ones confused. Um. Yes, I definitely want at least one of them. Mm -hmm. So carnage rules is carnage may spend four during his activation. You choose an enemy within four, advance them short towards carnage, and then carnage attacks them. Yep. And then there will be carnage if he may spend any number of power and then choose one enemy within three for each power spent and they gain the root condition. Well, I, I think I know which one I want. <laughs> the attack. Uh, I think I want... Yes, uh, because that, that's our game plan. Our game plan is kill stuff. It's not the death and taxes style list where we want to just make you pay more and, and be less effective. So yeah, let's, let's have an extra attack on carnage. That seems good. 
And then the last character that we have stuff to talk about is Modok. Yep, for sure. Do we want aim lackeys? I think it seems really good. I mean, it's a great. It's always been a great card, and it's just always been like cut. And Modok's been gone away and hasn't done very much recently. Um, so it's kind of gone out of people's mind, but it's still a fantastic card. Yeah. So I, I think my my default position is it goes in, and maybe through through iterations and experience, it gets cut, but probably not. Mm-hmm. I think it's good, especially with some other characters uh, like Carnage repositioning him. To get a double attack is really powerful. Yep, for sure. Um, or even Gene, double attacks with Gene. Yeah. Um, now let's talk about uh, restricted slots. Yes. Yes, let's. Um, gosh, what do we want? I uh, Field dressing with Criminal Syndicate seems like a good synergy there. Yeah. Uh, and I guess field dressing someone back on uh, Spider Foes, who's then got a bunch of power to make a whole load of attacks. That also seems good. And so then prob- I would be looking prob- at Brace because we have a fair number of sites where you're bigger characters. Yep. And yep. as much as Jean can help pushes and advances, she cannot help with throws. That's true. And that is kind of a, a weak spot for her. She's only got that three yep. uh, physical and she doesn't have any tech. But we have Kingpin, Venom, Modok, and Green Goblin, who are all size three or bigger. Yes. Yeah, although Kingpin won't take uh, damage from collision with characters. So, yes, but he can still bit. damage people he collides with. That's true, yes. So that uh, just leaves us one more slot. I think probably the card that i never want to leave uh home without for kingpin and there's good uses for venom and carnage as well is um climbing gear climbing gear yeah i'm with you there uh so i can get you know these slow moving characters uh where they need to be in order to do what they want to do so that puts you know they they can uh, get a free move and then uh it's more sort of counter tech um, on the pushes, I guess you could make an argument for Indomitable, the new um, card with Colossus's massive face on it. Uh, you certainly could, but I think Climbing Gear is more versatile in terms of what this list wants to do. Yeah. So I yeah. think that's a full list at this point. Yeah, I think we're there. And the first list in a while that doesn't have a com- character that isn't already out in the US. <laughs> yep, so yeah, you can go and get this right now. Yeah, I think the only thing you would need to proxy is the scenario. Ah, uh, yes. Scoundrels. Yep, that's true. Um, but I guess you could replace that with, I mean, you could go with Mayor Fisk if you wanted uh, a, a version that you could play in real life right yeah. now. Or Infinity Formula, if you want that. Um, but yeah. Um, so, the full list, for those of you at home, is Jean Grey, Green Goblin, Craven the Hunter, Dark Ark, Carnage, Venom, Kingpin, Bullseye, Black Cat, and Modok. For tactics cards, we have Mental Domination, Well-Laid Plans, Sinister Traps, Cruelty, Lethal Protector, Carnage Rules, Aim Lackeys, Field Dressing, Brace for Impact, and Climbing Gear. For Secures, we have Super Powered Scoundrels Form Sinister Syndicate, Gamma Waves Sweep Across the Midwest, and Terrigen Clouds Sweep Over City. And then for Extracts, we have Alien Ship Crashes in Downtown, Struggle for the Cube Continues, and Mystical Wakandan Herb Fact or Fiction. Thank you very much for coming on. Well, thank you for having me, and and congratulations again, Alexa. I know a lot of people enjoy your podcast, and I think it's uh, great content, and uh, I'm always always keen to see it pop up on my podcast feed. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, if people wanted to reach out to you, where could they find you? Uh, so you can come and jump in the Danger Room Discord. Uh, we have our own Discord there, and you can hit me up there, or on, on many of the other Discord channels that are out there for MCP. Probably the best way to get a hold of me. Fantastic. And if you wanted to reach out to me, I am Gjipt on all the MCP discords. Lexa White. 
did that wrong. Need to make an edit section. Edit, edit, edit. And if you want to reach out to me, you can find me as, as Lexa White on all the MCP discords, Gigipt on all the non-MCP discords. If you want to support the show, uh, so you can go to patreon.com slash White, where not only do you get to support the show and join the Morlocks Discord server, you also get to have my bonus episode every, mo- uh, every month where I get to talk about TV and movies, which is always a fun time. Also, if you want to see me play Arkham Horror the Card Game, I am at twitch.tv slash Games most Saturday and Sunday mornings. And if you want to see me playing other board games every other Monday at twitch.tv slash the underscore fuzzies. Thank you very much. Once again, thank you very much for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. And keep experimenting, people. <laughs>